greetings. I am the Reverend Dr. Pamela Robinson coming to you live from the Lotus Flower Podcast. Welcome once again. The Lotus Flower Podcast's aim is to educate, empower, and equip our audience with culturally relevant, spiritually uplifting educational topics. The symbolic meaning of the lotus flower is that it grows in deep mud far away from the sun. But the sooner that this flower reaches the sun, it unites with the sun and it blooms and it blossoms. Why? Because it's come in contact with the sun. Just like we bloom and blossom when we come in contact with the sun. We come in contact with the S-O-N and the flower comes in contact with the S-U-N and it blooms and it blossoms beyond whatever adversity it finds itself in. These beautiful characteristics of that lotus flower, they are a perfect analogy for the human conditions that we find in most of our podcast guests. They have been able to triumph through life difficulties and come out untouched, not even smelling like smoke. Yes, 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 it's the lotus flower that is the signal of our logo. Why? Because it is that flower that blooms in adversity. It blooms in spite of whatever turbulence, chaos, and situations that it finds itself in. There was a time in our lives that we had to push and prod and be resilient in order to reach the destiny that the Lord wanted us on. We did it because we were rooted and grounded in the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to liken that lotus flower that we're talking about as being a flower that's rooted and grounded in the unabiding strength of the Holy Spirit. It pushes through the muck and the mire only to come out as a beautiful flower, the lotus flower. I invite you all to listen to the Lotus Flower Podcast. Listen to this podcast and learn how the Lord wants you to come out of adverse situations untouched and not smelling of fire. Subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. And when you subscribe, you will never miss an episode. That episode will be waiting for you in your inbox each and every time. You can find us on the following rich, robust platforms. Spotify, Reason FM, Amazon Music Podcast, Google Podcasts, and Wix.com. I want to mention 
we have a goal in mind. That is to reach 700 subscribers by the end of December. That is a pretty huge goal. However, we've already reached three-fourths of the goal. And I believe within the next two weeks, we can reach 700 subscribers. Why is that important, doctor? It's important because we want to be able to give out God's word to the enormous audience that we have on this platform. You see, we already have thousands of people that listen to the podcast, but they aren't dedicated subscribers. So we want those people to be dedicated subscribers so that they can learn more about the Lord Jesus Christ, more about his yoke-breaking power, and more about how they can bloom and blossom out of whatever situation they might find themselves in. So why don't you help us today? Help us and not only listen to the podcast, as the thousands are doing, but subscribe to the podcast as we reach our goal of 700 subscribers by the end of this month. Now today, we are talking to a woman of great strength and a woman of great courage. Now there is a vast difference between a strong woman and a woman of strength. A woman of strength is a woman that places her confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. She knows that internally is where her strength lies. She realizes that the only way in which she can maintain the strength and resiliency in her life is by holding on to the Lord Jesus Christ. A woman of strength is a true woman. She's true to herself and she's aware of her weaknesses, yet she chooses to live beyond the limitations. She does not let limitations or defeat stop her from achieving her goal. She meditates on the Lord's word day and night, and he has become her refuge. Our guest today is definitely a woman of strength. She was born in Brooklyn, New York to the parents of Ernest and Carla Frederick. She has two brothers, Christopher and Ernest Gordon, and one sister, Christina. She moved to Penny Farms, Florida in the summer of 2001. Lakita Gordon is a local artist who enjoys using her talents to serve God and to make people smile. She enjoys acting and performing, most notably being cast in the lead role of a stage play entitled The Time Is Now, written by 
Ms. Eileen Dixon. She is also the director of the New Hope Baptist Church Choir in Penny Farms, Florida. She has a business that is entitled Tika Electric Music and Arts. She does different kinds of arts, such as painting clothing, painting canvases, and she's even painted a food truck. Lakita, as I call her, offers beginning guitar lessons and she lives for acoustic music. Her dream is to build confidence in children by showing them that they can do whatever that they put their minds to and that nothing is impossible for them. Decades of research link African-American youth, high self-esteem and positive racial identity with their race and related disparities. For health and well-being found in the children of color in the United States is particularly critical to understand how to build their positive self-esteem and how to help them to know that they are valuable. Despite the many programs that are going on at this time to help to improve the well-being of our African-American youth, there's still a significant amount of work that needs to be done. In my studies, I found that about 75% of African-American youth reported being hassled by a store clerk or guard just because of their race. We want to help this problem. We want to be a problem solver. And that is what my guest is doing today. My guest, which is my fictic Ken cousin from our hometown of Penny Farms, Florida, is helping to promote the well being of African American youth. She's helping them to identify with positive protective mechanisms that will help to buffer them from the negative impact of discrimination and low self-esteem. Yes, my guest today works with youth and adults in her community and in her church. She uses her gift of music and art to combat biases, build self-worth, and to help the youth and their parents and the adults combat the often negative connotations that comes along with being black in the United States. My guest today is on a mission. She is on a mission to create interventions that focuses on positive youth development through the use of music and arts undergirded with the Holy Spirit. Now you may ask yourself, how can singing and how can art 
help with the well-being of children and their mental health and their wellness. Well, without further ado, I'm going to let my guest, my fictit cousin, Lakita, tell you just how singing and art has helped her and continues to help the youth and adults that she works with. Lakita, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Once again, and I've got to have you unmute yourself. Welcome. There you go. Thank you for welcoming me. Can you hear me okay now? Yes, we hear you just fine. How has music and the arts helped you personally in your own life? Um, well, I want to uh, kind of give a little bit of background. Um, I come from a pretty big family. So we have, you know, um, a lot of people in our family. And growing up, I've always been kind of artistic and kind of good at things, but it's really easy to get lost um, and kind of overlooked when you're in a big family and there's so much going on. Um, you know, not to mention other things that might be going on in your home life or your family life. And growing up as a kid, I always knew that I, I loved art. I loved music. You know, never thought I was a good singer. Um, I was going to be a poet, right? Because if you're a poet, you can just talk when you want to talk. You don't have to be outgoing. You don't have to do anything. Um, and that that's what I thought, you know, as a child, that's the only thing that I could do. I can be a poet. And um, it wasn't until I got a little bit older and I moved um, to Florida that I started to become interested in other things. And it was hard because at that time I didn't really have a lot of self-esteem. Um, I didn't think I could do those things. You know, I didn't have the resources. I didn't have the opportunity. Um, our family didn't have, definitely did not have the resources for me to do some of the things that I, I'd even want to try. Mm -hmm. um, but when I did move here, when I did move to Florida and I moved to a small, small community, Penny Farms, Florida, um, there was so much there, you know, there were so many musicians and so many opportunities, you know, um, not to go jump too deep into our conversation, but joining the church, you know, going to New Hope Baptist Church in Penny Farms, Florida. And I've gone to church before that, but that, you know, this became my church home and being a, a child and singing in a choir, you know, just getting a spot in the choir and being able to sing and uh, little things like that along the way just boosted my self-esteem and a couple of other things, you know, you can add to it and the people on the way, but that's how I'm here now because of that transition, just coming and be, being given those opportunities. And when you moved to Penny Farms, Florida, who was the most influential person in your life there that maybe spoke into your life and caused that gift to come to fruition, the gift of music and art fully. Um, it was already there, but it it bloomed fully into fruition, sounds like in Penny Farms. Yes, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, 
So I don't, I don't necessarily think it was one person. I think it was a culmination of, of everybody and experiences. You know, um, one thing that I do love about being in a small community, I'm originally from a big city. You know, we, we lived in Brooklyn, then we moved to Richmond, Virginia, just two really big cities. And um, when you move to a small town like Penny Farms, Florida, it's a, it's a small, it's not a city, it's a community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I moved there, it was a community in every sense of the word. Um, fish fries, church on Sunday, Bible study on Wednesday, um, everything you can think of, youth events, church trip, um, mm-hmm. because our community was really centered, is really centered around the church. So that community and everybody in that community is what really pushed me to move forward. Because, you know, as a kid, Sometimes there's something that you can do, but you're not loud about it. Yeah. Um, and then somebody will see it and they'll say, hey, you're really good at that. You should do this. You know, you're like, oh, no, it's OK. Oh, thank you. Thank you for telling me I'm good. And then before you know it, if you go to a small church, yes. you'll be the your next step is doing the art for our church program. It's, it's the leap just like that. You know, somebody sees you. That, hey, you know, that that's something you're really good at. I really like that. You should keep doing it. And before you know it you're doing it without realizing it. And it just becomes something that you're a little bit more confident at. Um, You know, perfect example, we have uh, a young girl in our church um, and I don't know if I should say her name, but we have a young girl in our church who's really gifted at writing. She's so, she's such a talented writer and she started writing, I think she is 10 now. She started writing maybe five years ago. So she was young, five or four or five years ago. She was writing music, you know, doing all of these things. And the church as a community kind of saw that in her and pushed her forward. And, you know, when we have youth events, she'll read, she'll write a poem for that youth event. And it's good. You know, I'm not biased or anything. It's just, she's just really talented. So things like that are what pushed me forward. Um, Also, you know. I'm I'm going to interject. We're not going to say the youth's name. However, the youth is is my second cousin, and she and I and her mom were actually in the process of publishing some of her poetry. Oh, wow. So that is in the making. We're going to make it come to fruition and blossom and bloom in the year hey. 2022. Yes. Yeah. Well, those are the things that kind of kind of pushed me forward. And um. I do know, you know, as a kid, I just didn't, I just remember not really having a lot of confidence um, being bullied at school, you know, cause I was, first of all, I was very tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so tall and I was dark skinned, which, you know, for whatever reason, that was a bad thing when I was in school. Yeah. Um, my hair was very natural, but mm-hmm. not like, not like a styled natural, just like I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> so Yes. And we have money. So I had a lot of things gone against me, you know, and kids can be cruel. So I would go to school. I would get bullied. Sometimes I would come home. My home life wasn't that good. Um, and just to have people around you that that wanted to push you forward and see you succeed like God, for example, I would also play the piano. You know, um, my parents recognized in me a, a long time ago that I had a gift for music. Mm-hmm. So one Christmas, they spent all this money that I know we did not have. And they bought me a really, really good piano. I mean, it was excellent. 
you can record one part of a song and record the next like that that's the gift that my parents gave me and I thank them to this day for doing that for me because we really didn't have it to do but um I would take that keyboard to our community playground um because you could you know they had electricity and I would play my keyboard and I would play until I had to go home that's all we did in Penny Farms we stayed out all day so I would leave the house take my keyboard play and one day I was walking home and my old pastor, uh, Pastor John J. Heyman, I thought nobody heard me. Nobody knew I could play, you mm-hmm. know, just my parents. And I would just play by myself. And I was walking mm-hmm. past his house to get home. And he said, Tika, was that you? I said, yes, sir. I thought I was going to get in trouble <laughs> because I was playing it so loud. He said, that was you playing that piano? I said, yes, sir. And I'll never forget. He said, keep playing. You have such a gift. You have such a talent. Nobody at the time knew I could play. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, nobody knew. Right. I just kept it to myself and okay. people like him mm-hmm. that pushed me forward, you know, um, somebody else you had on your podcast, my best friend's mom, uh, Miss Annette Brooks, you know, always just being there like constant in the background to push you forward. Miss Kathy Colson, who you had on your podcast, Miss Barbara, all, Andrew, those all of those first people, cousins, they just push you forward, you know, you don't get a chance to have a talent and not do anything with it. You, well, that's there's the so Heyman. much talent. Right. That's that Heyman. That is that Heyman push. You know, my last right. name, maiden last mm-hmm. name is Heyman by blood. And we are driven people. And it's un- all undergirded by the Holy Spirit. And so when you call those names out, I can see the faces and I can see them being influential in your life and pushing yeah. and cutting you. And I just wanted to piggyback off of what you said before I before I forget this nugget, Kita, and it is that when you said that my first cousin, the late Reverend John John Heyman, recognized as you were coming down the street, he recognized that you were playing and it was beautiful. He saw a little gift inside of you. Now the Lord had showed me as I prepared for this that he took that same recognition that the late pastor John John Heyman saw in you and he used it for you to speak into the other little kids lives now that you are ministering to at New Hope Baptist and Penny Farms you're able to look at a little kid and you're able to see something inside of that little kid that someone else could not see Possibly their mother couldn't even see it or their grandma, someone real close to their life. But God knew that you would be the woman that would be able to look beyond the exterior into the interior inside of that little person's spirit, you know, and wake it up. And I'm sure that through your art and through your music of working with them in the church down there, you could attest to many children that you have been able to help to recognize a talent that was laying dormant inside of them. That is how the Lord takes what we think is going to going to just go unnoticed or something that's going to just destroy us. He takes that and he uses it as a ministry gift. So I want to lead the conversation into, into that. How did the Lord take your ministry gift and use it to actually bring life in 
and actually bring a, a spirit of blooming and blossoming right there in Penny Farms, Florida, that little small community that you found yourself in after you moved there, Lakita. Think about, about it a minute. It's, it's, it's beautiful when I talk with you how God took that gift and now he has used it not only in the church, but then now you have that business that you're painting and all of that. So let's talk a little bit about, about that gift that God has equipped you with to bring life to others. So it's, it's kind of hard to articulate because when I really think about it and I think about God, how God has um, set things in order, you know, and how he, he plans things in a way so that when it's time for you to do certain things, you're equipped for it. Yes. It's hard. It's really, it's really hard to, to fathom all that he put into it because I still don't know, you know, and I'm still, I'm still just following wherever God has me to go with this. Um, As you know, as a youth, which wasn't that long ago, um, I just had a lot of people to look up to. And for example, our choir director, um, our old choir director, Miss Adeline Dixon, she poured a lot into us. And right now I'm the choir director mm-hmm. of New Hope Church. Mm-hmm. When I was in her choir, she poured a lot into us. And I used to be so excited that I would go home to my family that didn't attend that same church as me, I would get all of my younger cousins and I would teach them whatever we just learned at church. So before I even knew it, when I was a teenager, I was already directing a choir. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that would be my position Mm because I've always liked to be somebody that was in the background, like a key player, but Mm -hmm. not necessarily somebody that makes (laughs) decisions Mm -hmm. or that leads people. also, you know, with art, I've always been good with art. And I've some for some reason, I've always been good with kids. Mm-hmm. Always, I've always been good with children. So I think it just naturally started happening. You know, remembering um, how it took me a long time to figure out the things I was good at because I didn't have resources or because not necessarily like people weren't noticing me, but I was content to stay in the background um, because I was too, I didn't have enough confidence to step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, little things like that. Now that it's my turn and I'm in the position that other people were in, I see where God wants me to be. And it's not necessarily, um, pulling things out of children. You know, sometimes it's there, they're, they they want to do it, but sometimes they just don't know how. I sometimes see. there's a song they want to sing. They just don't know. They're not confident singing it in a certain key. You know, and I feel like that's where I come in. You know, okay, I can show you how to do this. I can help you do that. Uh, You want to learn how to play the guitar? It's really easy. Let me show you. Mm -hmm. I wanted to play the guitar so badly when I was a kid. We could not afford one. (laughs) We could not afford a guitar. I couldn't afford a violin. I couldn't, we couldn't afford anything like that. Mm -hmm. So now every time I see an instrument, I'll grab it, I'll buy it. Everybody in my church, my dad, my mom, every time they see an instrument they think I can use, 
They'll buy it no matter how weird it is. I have a xylophone. I have marambas. I have a heart, all of that. And I'll just bring it and I'll bring it to the church so that everybody, the children and the adults, anybody that may want to learn how to play, they can have access. So I'm getting kind of emotional because I'm really passionate about this. You know, if, if we have access, if we have access to things, you know, there's no difference in classes. Yes. There's no difference. In, there's no class system. There's yeah. no difference in somebody that has a lot of money to somebody that doesn't. It's just opportunity. Yeah. And yes. I'm, I'm almost grateful. I'm overwhelmed by the fact that God has given me the opportunity to present things like this to my community, you know, and I'm not, I don't just mean the black community. I mean, anybody that God puts in my community, yes. it's a really, it's a really big thing. And the more I talk about it, the more excited I get because to some people, they would be like, oh, this is, that's nothing. You know, we have a whole program over here and these children are singing in opera houses, mm-hmm. but we don't have that. But what we do have, <laughs> we do have is my card that I stuff with instruments and art supplies and science experiments and everything that I could think of before I get to church that's so that cool. after church, we can play with those things and experience them. And that is the calling that God has on my life is to teach, is to just to be that person that he needs him to be. And it's not all me. I want to say that, you know, our community has so many people that are passionate about leading children. I just do music and art. I can't do everything, you know? So I may have the music and art. Then you may have um, my best friend, Kimberly, who does the growth and development and the teaching. It's, it's such a, uh, it's such a, it's such a mashup of, (laughs) <laughs> things that God has provided. It's such a mashup of people that are just pushing the next generation forward. And that's that's how I got to where I am. And the, like I said, the more I think about it, the more excited I get because every round it just goes higher and higher and higher. And the people behind us, they're going to be more equipped to do what we're doing now. And it's just going to keep going. And yeah. that that is what I'm excited about. As you can see, I'm so passionate about this. That's right. That's right. And I can see it. I can see it all over you. Every round goes higher and higher. Every round, we know that every round goes higher and higher. Yes, yes, yes. And we know that to be true. I know that the Holy Spirit right now is shining through your life. It's shining through your life. And your ministry gift that God has given you, it's it's so it's such a heavy anointing that's on your life that it does bring you to tears. Those tears of joy that I see coming right now that you're hiding and holding back, but they're coming out anyway because of that heavy anointing God has put on your life. And he's reversed, he's reversed things in your life that maybe weren't so favorable. He reversed those things to the degree that they actually came forth as beauty, beauty and and fragrance. When I talk about that lotus flower and the fragrance it gives off, just like your life, it's actually giving off a fragrance that people are able to smell and they're drawn to you. If we look at it from a spiritual perspective, those people already know that there's something about this lady. There's something different (laughs) about her and I've got to get to her. I was reading on your Facebook page, one of your most favorite quotes. And it says that I've given God a million reasons not to love me. None of them changed his mind. Tell me why, why do you have that as one of your favorite quotes, Gita? Oh, now you're really gonna make me cry. Um, 
just because God has, is, he's just all encompassing. He's, he's literally everything, you know, I, there's no way I can ever deserve him. Not even if I tried to live the perfect life and never made a mistake ever in my life, I would never deserve him. And with all of the gifts that he's given me, all of the provisions, you know, I have things, I have things now that I prayed for. Mm -hmm. I really prayed for the things I have now. And even with all that he has provided and all that he does do, I still mess up, you know, even with just like you said, all of the things that he has given me to do. It's not every day that you know exactly what God has for you to do. Some people search for that for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've always prayed and asked God for direction, mm -hmm. you know, um, to lead me the way he has me to go. And I can see a clear path, almost a clear path of where he, what he needs me to do next. Mm -hmm. And I still don't always get it right. And because of that, even when I don't get it right, even when I say, well, God, I really don't want to do this, you know, I, well, I'll do it later. That's my big thing. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get to it, Lord. Yes. I'll do it later. And, you know, um, delayed obedience is the, just disobedience. I learned that, you know, yes. the hard way, but yes. Um, yes. he still gives me chance after chance after chance, you know, mm -hmm. okay, Tika, I told you to do this. You didn't do it, but now I'm going to give you another chance to get it right. And another chance to get it right. And another chance to get it right. And I've given him a trillion reasons not to love me. And he still loves me just the same. He's, he's the God of a second chance. A, and in my case, a 55th chance, whatever, whatever number I'm on, Lord, you know, me and you know. But that's why that's one of my, my favorite things. Because he'll never fall out of love with us. That's he'll never. Yeah. Yeah. That's my confidence is that God will always love me. He'll never fall out of love with me. And beautiful. Yep. All I got to do is move forward. I won't always get it right, but he'll get me right. And that's all that matters. That is, that is just beautiful. That in itself is a testimony of God's grace and mercy at, toward us and his unconditional love that I believe he's graced you with. You see, um, we're not waiting. We're not waiting on God. And I'd like for you to know that when you were waiting, that we're waiting and thinking, well, is he going to forgive me? And you knew that he was going to, you gave him a million reasons not to, and thinking that he would maybe mm -hmm. reject and not show up. But when we were waiting on God to show up, he was in the process of making a way at that time out of what we thought was things to be wasted and things to be despised. He was making a way and bringing those things together. He was building up your ministry gift of music and art. As we were sitting thinking, oh, the Lord, you know, we've done so many things. We messed up. We'll never be used by you. We don't have the resources. We're, you know, from a maybe a, a family that doesn't have much money and different things are going on around me. But the Lord, he already saw, just like the late Reverend John John Heyman saw and others saw in you, the Lord put that spirit upon those people to see things in you and he drew that stuff out. So I love the quote. I love your quote that you have on the Facebook page that says that I've given God a million reasons not to love me. 
we can give him those reasons. So he's never going to stop. He told us in his word that he would never leave nor forsake us. He said, right. when your mother and your father would forsake you, he said, I will take you up. He said, what, no matter what you do, nothing will draw you or pluck you out of my hand. And, and I just love him for that. And that is something, it sounds like you took quite literally and you ran with it and you built your life and your foundation, your very spiritual foundation on that and other things. That's really all, if you think about it, that's really all we had. You know, I know we're speaking on a specific topic of, um, you know, the ministry that God has given me. And the, I know there were times where I just thought that I would do something to mess up what God is, is trying to have me do. Like if I didn't move fast enough, if I wasn't always going, 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 you know, if um, somebody else did it before me, I thought, well, Lord, you told me to do it and I didn't do it in enough time. And now look, somebody else is doing it. And now my life is, you know, is ruined and my life is just potential gone to waste. Mm-hmm. And I would be thinking this at like 25. That was, <laughs> that's so young now that I'm thinking about it. But um, just having that confidence that, you know, I can't, there's nothing, God's plan for my life is going to be his plan for my life. And he's going to, if we let him, he'll pick up the pieces, he'll put it back together and he'll push you forward. And I think knowing that has let me know that even when things aren't going exactly how I want them to be, even when I'm out of line, even when everything around is going crazy, you know that it'll be okay. Somehow it'll be okay because I'm still here and I've dropped the ball on this thing many times and it's even better than it was, you know, before. It's past where I even thought that God would have me to be. So that's, we that's learn, my confidence. But we learn from yes, the mishaps in our lives. Just that seed that falls into the ground it talks about the seed that falls into the ground and that has to die and it's buried. It's buried deep, deep beneath the surface. You've got manure falling on that seed. You got people trampling on the seed. You got the seed being pressed down and blown around, but it has to go down and it has to die and it has to re-germinate and push up beyond the circumstances in order to bloom and blossom into that beautiful flower. So sometimes in life, we've got to go through those adverse situations in order to yep. bloom and blossom and become who we are. And it builds strength. I'm sure each time you went through a situation that wasn't so favorable, you came out on the other side stronger. Then I And I learned. Yes. <laughs> I learned something. My mom told me something uh, a long time ago, she said that she always knew when I was young, I would never get in trouble for the same thing twice. <laughs> I learned my lesson pretty quickly. I don't, I don't really go back into, you know, bad habits like that. But, you know, even if I did, God is, he's still growing us. And then um, one other thing I wanted to say on that too, with the analogy of the, the seed being planted and going through all of that. Another thing I used to have a hard time with was, um, I thought I had to see everything through to the end, you know, oh, well, I'm going to teach this person how to play the guitar and I got to teach them until I can't teach them no more and teach them and they're going to be perfect. I, I got to teach them so they can be a master guitarist. But um, 
one of my good friends and the minister of music at our church, he said something to me and it stuck with me. And now, as you can see, if I trust your counsel and you say something to me, I will take that with me for as long as I live. It'll stay with me. But in this case, he said some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. That's right. And I just want to be somewhere in there, wherever God wants me to be. I don't care if I need to plant it, if I need to water it, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, God is going to give whatever increase that he's going to give. That's right. So that's, that's where I am. That's that. helpful. That's excellent. That is excellent. And that's helpful for those that are listening in the podcast audience. Know that you don't have to see it all the way through. I love what you said, that one man doth planted and another man will water it, but God will give the increase. So you're not responsible for taking it all the way through into that increase stage. You may never see the increase, but we've got to That's trust right. the Lord is going to do what he said he would do. He's, he said his word would not return back void, didn't he? And it does. That's right. yep. And we thank him for that. Now, tell us a little bit about your, your I don't know if you call it a ministry or you're calling it a business, Kita, <laughs> but tell us a little bit about Tika Music and Arts. So... Tika Eclectic Music and Arts. That I know it's a mouthful, but I actually developed that because I was trying to find a way to showcase all of the art and the music I do in a fun way, you know, to where I can reach an audience, but put everything together. Like now I have a music page, I have an art page, and just keep everything separate. And so what I did is I just combined everything together. It did not start as a business. It just started as me wanting to do sing songs and put them online. Um, and then what happened, just like always, just like what God always does in my life, he'll put somebody in my life and I'll be like, hey, this is really good. Can I buy this from you? Or you yeah. should do this. Or have you thought about doing this? And before I knew it, it just turned into this huge thing um, mm-hmm. that I, I didn't expect, you know. So what I do... Um, I am an artist out of Jacksonville, Florida, and I perform acoustic music live. So I love the guitar and I love singing. So that's how it started. Um, And a funny story about that. There used to be a restaurant in Jacksonville called Two Saints Restaurant and Grill. And I actually performed there once. One of my friends, he was supposed to perform and he couldn't. So he said, hey, would you mind filling in for me? I already told the owner about you. And I was like, me, <gasps> me perform in front of people. Cause I'd never done it before. I'd always like been a busker playing downtown or outside, you know, they're pretty good. Yeah. And then I went and I played and then I started getting a steady gig there. The owner there, she was really another person. I know for a fact, God put in my life. She would just motivate me and tell me, you're really good. Have mm-hmm. you tried this song? Oh, your voice is beautiful. <laughs> she would post things on her page about me. And then one day, I went to perform and I was like, you know what? I need a sign because I used to perform as Tika on acoustic. Okay. So I said, I need a sign and I created one mm-hmm. and I put it on the stage before I played and I was just strumming, strumming, strumming. Now I've never been a painter. I never, I never thought I could paint. It was too hard. It was too, you know, so I put the sign on the stage and she said, who made that for you? And I said, well, I painted it for as a sign. She said, you can paint. I'll never forget it. She said, you can paint. And from there, I've been painting. Oh, <laughs> so just God. like that, 
he just he doesn't give me a chance to be like, oh Lord, no, I don't think I can because if it if it were up to me, I would totally do that. I would be like, oh no, well let somebody else do it. He just pushes me forward like this, and before I know, it, I'm in I'm in it. Yeah. So she saw that I could paint. She said, would you mind doing a paint party for me? Uh-huh. I said a paint party. Okay. She said, yeah, like yeah, like a paint party. Uh-huh. So I'll never forget. She said, just tell me what the cost of the supplies would be because I never did it before, so I didn't have anything. Uh-huh. She gave me $300. I bought easels. I bought canvas. I bought paint. I did a trial paint of a picture. I said, hey, we can paint this. This is how much all the stuff costs, blah, 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 blah. She said, okay, we can go on a partnership together. It's kind of like a partnership. Yes. Um. So I was going to leave all the stuff there and just come and host the paint parties. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that paint party, she said, well, this is the seed. I'm going to invest into you. She gave me all of that stuff. Oh, so Yes. So I just had a a, right out of nowhere. I just had a whole business just like that. And I was like, well, Lord, I guess it's, (laughs) I guess this is the next step that you want me to take. So then it became instead of Tika uh, on acoustic, it became Tika eclectic music and arts, because then I was also performing and then I was painting. Um, And then from there, it just started going. People saw that I was playing the guitar. Can you teach my daughter how to play? Can you teach my son how to play the guitar? Can we set up lessons? And I started doing guitar lessons. And then at my church, I was like, hey, well, might as well teach your kids at church. So I started mm-hmm. buying instruments and then it just turned into this huge thing. And it's really fun. And now I paint on clothes and now I can make my own clothes and they fit me right and I can wear them and the designs are what I want them to be. So it, that page is truly Tika Eclectic Music and Arts. It's like a a whole shebang and extravaganza of everything I love. <laughs> and where can they, where can our podcast audience find that page? On please go on, please go to Facebook and search Antika, T-I-K-A, Eclectic Music and Arts. And it'll pop up. You'll see a girl standing against a blue wall. That's me. Um, and just explore the page. There's so much to offer, even if you don't, if you don't commission any work from me, because that's actually how um, I get business. People will contact me and commission um, personalized pieces or they'll ask me to recreate pieces I've already done and just personalize it for a gift, um, word of mouth, you know, things like that. So if you can just explore the page if you want to and just look at everything that there is to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there's something you want, if you want like a, a cartoonish portrait of your mom and dad or something like that, um, if you want to purchase one of the pieces that I've done, if you need guitar lessons and you're an adult, don't mm-hmm. just contact me. I trust me. I'm a good teacher. I can have you playing the guitar in maybe like a month. Trust me. Is <laughs> so that, yeah, is that something you can actually do online with those that are in a different state? If you could do a guitar lesson via the uh, virtual platform. Well, like I told you before, I always, as soon as a new opportunity comes, the first thing in my mind is to say, "Oh no, I can't do it." So. <laughs> I'm not going to say that because I'm recognizing that that's how I kind of set myself back. So it's not impossible. It's not impossible to do. But I will say some people learn better with a hands-on person and some people can learn online. So if you want to try online, we can do it and we'll see what happens. That's That has been my life with this whole thing. Let's try it. We'll see what happens. We'll see where we get. <laughs> and that's that's what I want to make sure I point out about your spirit because people need to catch this because there are people out there that are wondering, well, how do I get to where she is? 
How do I do that? Well, you don't do it. You do it by saying yes to the Holy Spirit. And that's that, right. that is what Tika has done. If you look at the pattern that we, when we have started this conversation and we are even where we are now, everything that you said, you have had the Lord Jesus Christ pushing you. You have said, yeah. I can't do it. And that's good. But you said, but he can do it. Those weren't your exact words, but that's exactly what you, what you did. I can't do this, but I know there's a Holy Spirit inside of me to saying, go forth and do it and he will equip you. So listening audience, you can't do it in your own strength, but you can do it in God's strength. So when you say yes to him and you put your own self on the back burner, he will equip you to do whatever it is that he's prodding you to do. And another thing you said, and was beautiful, and it's a pattern, how God just kept putting people in your path to speak into your life and also to equip you to move forward. Look what you said that the lady did after she not only had you come and play at that restaurant, but then when she saw your picture that you quickly painted because you needed a sign, she recognized that gift. And then she blessed you even in a, a more enormous way because your spirit was right and you're, you were in a position to be blessed. Podcast audience, you've got to get in that position where God can speak into your life and bless you. You can't have your fists all tight. Now, yeah, you can be nervous like Tika was and a little uncertain and all, but you still gotta trust God through it all. And that's what is so beautiful about you, Tika, and what you've done is you trusted God through it all. Now, I'm looking at you right now and you're wearing a beautiful shirt and it is painted. I don't know if it's painted, but it's beautiful. And I kind of, I kind of think that you may have did it yourself. Did, did you? Yes, ma'am. And you, it's, it's blue and it's yellow and it has some green and some white. Tell us a little bit about yeah. what you got going on there. If you're wearing your well, art. Just a simple tie dye shirt. Um, a lot of colors. That's another thing that I just um, decided to try and it, it became kind of successful. I've always wanted to tie dye. Um, I've always wanted to try it and I did. And this is the result. It came out pretty good and I got a good response um, on it. So it's just, it's just a tie dye shirt. That said, it's just a t-shirt that I tie dyed. And I wanted to, um, I wanted to say something too about just everything that I do. I know um, I should probably classify what I do as a business, but it doesn't always feel like a business. It, it really almost feels like a ministry in a way, or just like, you know, something that God has given me like a fun thing, because the thing that makes me the happiest is just what you said. If I can make something, whether it's art um, that you can hang on a wall, art that you can wear, if I can perform, sing, and somebody is smiling and happy, that to me is the best thing. I love to see people smile. You know, when I would play, um, I would take my guitar and play at the Jacksonville Landing, which is totally gone now. It's not there anymore. But I would take my guitar, play at the landing. And what would make me the happiest is just seeing somebody walk by and smile, oh. you know, and whether or not, because at first I was very nervous. I would never put my guitar, I would never open my guitar case for money because I thought maybe I wasn't good enough. 
but somebody, another person got put in my life. They were like, hey, open that case, girl. And they just put like $20 in there. I was like, why? $20? So when I, when I see people get happy about the art that I create, it, it outweighs everything, you know, and going back to the confidence part, God is still building confidence in me. I'll create an art piece and then look at, and every artist does this. You'll look at somebody else's art and say, well, I guess I'm not really that good, but everybody's art is for somebody. Mm-hmm. Your art is not for everybody, but it's for somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the whole thing. You know, I don't, I don't want, I don't need to get rich doing what I'm doing. You know, my richness is, and my life is from a totally different source. Yeah. I've recognized, and if you've ever heard me talk, or if you've ever, you know, seen me post things on Facebook, the greatest blessings and the best, the riches that I have in my life are the people that God put in my life. I may never have a, even a million, I may never have, well, I've had $10,000, but you know what I'm saying? I may never be a millionaire. Yes. I may never get big off of this business, but as long as I have the people that God put in my life, I will always, always, always be rich. You know, and I want to also recognize people too that not just say you're doing a good job now, but that push you forward and say, but keep going. You know, um, our pastor, Pastor Adrian Andrews, he is uh, he is so serious about going to school. He education is so important to him. He always says, once you have an education, nobody can take it from you. That's right. You know, and for a long time, I was like, nah, I don't need to go to school. <laughs> you know, I already have a, a career job and I'm making, I'm doing well. I already have this hobby I'm doing on the side. I'm great. But then God was like, no, you, you need to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you have, you have those people in your life that just push you forward and say, you have to keep going higher and higher. That's and true. that's my richness. That's where all of my wealth and everything comes from, I'm like the queen of Sheba. And that's my wealth. All, yes. all my people, everybody, my community. That's that's it right there. And that's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's my blessing. That's beautiful, Tika. And I can feel that. When we were down visiting for the uh, family reunion this past July, it the love that was down in Penny Farms, Florida, right there, that love was so strong. I, I felt it. You talk about the people. It is pure. It is rich. Yep. And it is so fun. And when we came down into the to the church that morning after the Saturday family gathering, uh, my daughter, she loves to sing too. And so they were oh, like, Andrea. Yeah, Andrea, they like, well, come on up here and sing in the choir in the choir. And I was like, oh, she can sing in the choir. She's not a member. They said, oh yeah. So she got up there and she started singing right along with y'all. And she was like so happy. And I just felt the love flowing from her to the other kids to the other adults. And it was just a beautiful thing to see. So you talk about the community and pushing each other and working with one another and encouraging each other. It was it definitely is the case there in that small community that my mom and dad both grew up in and their parents and all of their relatives and many of them still live there. So when I came down and I said I was uh, was able to be reacquainted with a lot of family members, I said there is a great deal of wealth in this community. And I just wanted to make sure that I reached out to almost everyone that I could to really tap into what was going on in their lives and what was the undergirding factor 
that was causing them to be so resilient and so gifted and talented and loving. And we found that it was the Lord Jesus Christ that was doing it all. And so I thank yeah. and praise God for that. Now, I know when we talked a few, a few months back, you said, now, you said, now, Miss Pamela, I've got to tell you something about, you know, when you go to New Hope, you said, you said you asked me to be on this podcast, but um, I wasn't going to say no anyway. And I said, well, why? <laughs> I'll let you tell us why that was. I said, oh, that's why. <laughs> because if you grew up in New Hope and maybe others, other churches too, but if you grew up in New Hope and you were asked to do something, you did it, you know, and reading, reading on the program, responsive reading, whatever it may be, it was, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I can do it. And because of that, because we've been doing that from a young age, I moved down when I was 11. So since I've been 11 years old, that's been instilled in me. That's, that's just how you do it. You know, when God, when you're called to do something, you do it. And not only that, we have developed so many skills from doing that in church, you know, public speaking skills, being prepared to deliver things right on the spot. You know, those are all of the skills and the mindset that you get from growing up in a church and in a community church like that. You'll always be ready. If you would have said, hey, I'd like to do a podcast with you tonight. Can you call me in an hour? I would have been like, wow, Miss Pamela, that's not a lot of time, but <laughs> yes, ma'am, I sure can call you. <laughs> so, Yes, that that comes from growing up in in a church like that. Yes, ma'am. Praise God. Praise God. And that is just beautiful. And it is true. It rings true. I've had uh, roughly uh, probably 11 people and all of my family members from Penny Farms and and uh, the greater surrounding community be a part of this podcast because they all said yes they were like yes we've got to do this and so even though you all were apprehensive didn't know what it was you're getting yourself into <laughs> but you, you came with the willing spirit and I thank God for yeah. that I thank him and I give him the glory for it all now let's Amen. move on down and and talk a little bit about um singing and an arts and how it actually helps with our health and well-being as I kind of did a little bit of research before we mm -hmm. talked, I found that singing and actually doing art, it really does help. It helps with our overall health and well-being. And, you know, as a, I am a mental health therapist by trade, and then mm -hmm. I'm also a pastor by calling in my trade as working as a therapist, um, I found working with clients sometimes from backgrounds that have not been so favorable. And sometimes we've been taught as African-Americans that what's, what goes on in this home stays in this home. And so we don't, really, we don't really reach out and talk to many people about mm -hmm. what's going on. But sometimes you can be creative when trying to get a person to talk. So I found that music mm -hmm definitely helps. It helps with the emotional part of that person's life that they're going through. When, when a person begins to sing, it, it does lower their stress and their tension. And it helps release um, some, some endorphins in your brain that actually helps with, with, yeah, mm -hmm. with the anxiety level. So singing 
actually helps to improve depression and, and the feeling of loneliness. And it can boost the person's confidence just through all through singing. Imagine that the things that you're doing, that you're working with the, with your choir. Yes, they may not understand it in that way. And we're not looking at it in that way. We're in church giving God the praise and glory. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit is working all things together. He is actually working a way out that if a person is there feeling down and out, hopeless and all, feeling as though, you know, I don't know how I'm going to make it the next, through the next day, even the next moment, that singing could be boosting their confidence. It could actually be improving the way that, they, that they're feeling in terms of being overly anxious and feeling alone. Uh, singing in itself can actually build that, that bond of a sense of community. I'm sure when you all get together and you sing in that choir, that there is like a sense of community that you have that you don't get anywhere else. Can, can you attest to that, that it builds a community? Yeah, yeah I can. I mean, first of all, music is a, a total gift from God. I mean, it, it just does so many things, just like everything you said, it, it does that, that, you know, that was a scientific explanation for it, but that that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a gift from God. It's a music is called the great communicator. Mm-hmm. It brings together cultures and, and just different people, not even the same language, but you'll know. Um, I remember one time after church, we were doing a run, me and my uh, friend Kimberly, we had to go get something, some drinks or something, because we were having a love feast, and we were singing, um, you know, the song, The Blood, the blood that Jesus shed, well, we were singing so hard, and I don't know why we were singing out loud like that, but we were in Winn-Dixie, and this girl, you know, another, a girl from another culture, she Mm -hmm. was like, she started singing with us. She said, I love that song. I love the Lord. And we were like, amen. And that's how, <laughs> that's how we left it. But it, music is such a, it's such a bridge and such a, um, a communication, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from or, or what, where, where you're from or where, what circumstances you have, it, it evokes certain emotions, you know, and the good thing about it is that, you know, if it's Christian music, it's all to, it's glorifying God. That's so, right. you know, that that's a good thing. But now, on the other hand, music does other things, too, depending on the kind of music you listen to. So you have to be careful in that. But music is it can comfort you. It can excite you. Right. It can be adventure music. That's it right. can be music telling a story. Music is just a, this huge thing that God was like, here, I'm going to give you guys a gift. It's music. And, <laughs> and we have it. We have it to use, you know, and um. I think even too, like you said, and I'm not, um, I'm not in the field of psychiatry or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm not saying anything like that, but I do know that um, music is also good for developmental uh, issues and, and just things that sometimes people can't say out loud, That's you know, right. they can express by music or music can make them feel a certain way or even music can let you release emotions that you've been holding on to because you can't say it, but that music is saying it for you. So yeah, I, I totally believe music is, is probably one of the greatest things that we have. Imagine how boring the world would be if we didn't have music. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. What I mean, what were we doing in church? Just say amen. That's it. <laughs> that, that would uh yes, that takes a sanctified of imagination to really figure that out how it would be. Oh goodness. But um my my daughter, my daughter Andrea, she she is an adult with an intellectual disability, mm-hmm. and which sometimes impedes her ability to communicate fully her feelings and her emotions and all. So she has been in music therapy for roughly two and a half years. We started off having the therapist come to our home once a Mm -hmm. week, but when the pandemic hit, now she has it uh, virtually over the computer. But you know, with the music therapy, it has really helped her to be able to express her feelings and That's how good. She thinks she's developed um, songs about different recipes, how to go about cooking her breakfast in the morning. So her therapist has come up with a song about how do you prepare the oatmeal, and they actually sing through the steps oh. of oatmeal cooking, and they sing through the steps of you know. She started a um, two college classes at a community college. And she helped her come up with a song of how do you behave on a college campus? When you walk in, what do you do? And when you go to the library, what do you do? So they're literally singing this and it's helping her to be able to process it in, in modality. Imagine that singing it. Wow. Oh yes. It is a form. It is a, an expression that actually encourages her to go ahead and be able to deal with some of the strong emotions that she might have, some things that she would need to be having to increase her awareness about, and and also her self-worth is being built all through singing. Can you imagine that? And so I wanted to share that because there are some people out there that are listening to this podcast that are in that same category because the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastics, nine and 11, that there is nothing new under the sun. And that there there is someone out there that needs this information. They need to know that they can use music just like you did, just like I did with my daughter and just like others are doing. You can use that music to help you with those strong emotions, to help you deal with with self-esteem issues, to help you to decrease stress, to help you to build community amongst one another music in itself it it is like you said music is a universal language and i thank and praise god that he has actually gifted you in such a way i mean broadly broadly i see behind you some of your artwork hanging on the wall some of your pieces <laughs> that you did at least 7 8 pieces they're beautiful colorful pictures now you all can't see them but i can describe them to you she's got now it's on is it on canvas that you painted on yes ma'am these are on canvas so this is a self-portrait um that we did at our church we uh had a day of relaxation for the women in our church that's and we did a paint party and everybody did a self-portrait and the rest of these are just like you said things i painted to help myself relax so um and there's that picture i painted that had uh, had me start doing painting gigs, that yes. Tika on the acoustic sign. Um, but yeah, these are all just paintings. And here's this. My cousin, who is just turned 13, she painted this 
Oh, I was bringing oh. her to my house and we were painting, and she painted that, and it's really good. And Beautiful. she gave it to me. If you look at it, it's really, really good. Can you but tell all the of the colors that the colors that are in it, so the people that can't see it, the one that your cousin made that's only 13. Tell us a little bit about what we're seeing, what what they can't see, but what I'm seeing. So it's a beautiful painting. Um, it's basically like shapes, like triangles. But this this particular cousin of mine, you know, you start things at home before you start them anywhere else. And I recognize that she has a very she has a gift for art. So. You know, I'm not anybody's parent or anything, but I would just invite her to my house and say, hey, do you want to paint today? And she would just paint. Or mm -hmm. I would just take paint to her house and you'll paint it. She got really good. That painting, um, what makes it really good is it's just, you can tell it's really intentional. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I know this is a podcast, so it's weird for me to describe art, but it's uh, those warm yellows, that hunter green, red, you have pinks and then uh, periwinkle blues. And it's just, it's really well done. And I wonder if she didn't start painting until she was 21, mm -hmm. you know, where she would be now, where her skill level would be. Um, so yeah, I'm just, mm -hmm. I love art. I love art created by people. I know. Beautiful. And yeah, just, it's I like to surround myself with things like this. It's beautiful, Tika. And you're surrounded in your room by all your beautiful artwork. And with the surrounding of that atmosphere, I'm sure there's uh, some energy going on in there that's so positive and <laughs> all. And just, it leads me to the point where I want to ask you if you would please, 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 with sugar on the top, be willing to close us out with a beautiful song, possibly. A song? Um, <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, let's see. But before um, you do, I want to ask you, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listening audience that I may not have asked you? Yes, I did want to say, and this is based on... Um, the podcast and the description of the podcast of a lotus flower being buried in the mud, but then blooming to anybody that's listening that feels like you're in a place where you're stuck and you just feel worthless or you're not good enough, or, you know, it's just not, this life is just not worth it. Just remember it, just keep going because the place that you're in, everybody's a plant that grows differently. Some plants bloom really early some plants bloom late, you know, some don't bloom for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, bam, you have a fruit tree. Just keep going because just like the lotus flower, you may be down in the mud right now and you may be covered and may be damp, but wherever you are, that's probably the perfect place that God has for you because he's trying to grow something in you. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that God kept me in a place to where I could grow even when it didn't feel like I was growing, it felt like I was being trampled on, but I was in a, I was in the process of growing okay. and now I'm finally sprouting and I'm in bloom, Amen. you know, and hopefully somebody else sees this bloom and then they realize, oh, I'll, I'll be able to bloom like, like that. And it won't be like me, you know, where I am right now, where God has me, I'm thankful for this, but God is going to, who have, you know, to the younger children, even to some adult, to adults that are listening, God will put you further past where I am. Yes. You know, I used to look at people 
that could sing or that were performing and be like, wow, if I could just get there one day and God has already put me somewhere else. You know, everybody has their own race to run, but don't despise where you are now. Just trust God to keep moving you forward. And that's what I'll do. Amen. Thank you so much for that analogy and, and everything that you said, it rings so true, so true to me. And I am so grateful that you have are using your gift to benefit the kingdom of God. And it's a beautiful thing to see. You know, one of my key things is that my podcast audience doesn't know, but I'm going to let you all know today is that I intentionally surround myself by really talented people. You know why? Because they make me look good. <laughs> so, I, so I surround myself by all of you that have been on this podcast because you make me look so good. Thank and praise the Lord for that, Tika. Now, did you think of one of your beautiful songs that you might want to sing just a couple minutes of? For us, it can be anything because I heard your beautiful voice and I know that there's some others out there that need to hear just a little bit of it. Um, so let's see. Something that fits with this podcast. Um, maybe just thank you, Lord. That's you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. You've been so good. You've been so good. You've been so good. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank amen. you. Amen. Amen. And amen. Let's close <laughs> out in prayer. Thank you once again, Tika, for being my special guest. I was so honored to have you here today. Yes, and I am sure that the podcast audience will be richly blessed by what you have shared. And I pray that the Lord would give you back tenfold what you have given out. Thank God. Thank God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you right now for Tika, for the life that you have given her, a life full of positivity and a life that is full of bringing you glory. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for we know that as the wheat falls to the ground and dies, but then it rises again and bears much fruit. We know that this is just what our lives has to do. Through the seasons of our lives that we go through, Lord God, we thank you that you cause us to bloom and blossom even out of difficulties, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you have used Tika to be able to see into people's lives, Lord God, children, adults, 
parents, people that are wayward, people from all walks of life, races, and creeds. You've allowed her to be able to see into those lives and call forth, Lord God, those gifts that are laying dormant. Thank you for letting her be able to speak into the hidden places and reveal what the Holy Spirit wants to bring forth. I thank you, Father God, that no weapons that are yet forming against anyone in this listening audience to hinder them from coming forth and being what you called them to be before the foundation of the world, they will not prosper by whatever arrow is being formed. It will fall mm -hmm. to the ground. We decree and we declare increase in every situation under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the finished works of the Father that will be prepared for us before the foundation of the world to walk in. I command and I decree right now in the name of Jesus that it is so, that we are blessed, we are blooming, we are blossoming, and we are being used to bless you and to bless your kingdom. And we are bringing forth fruit, fruit that is ripe, fruit that will bless and benefit others in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for the calling that is on Tika's life. Thank you for equipping her. Thank you for blessing her. Thank you for those under the sound of my voice, the calling that is on their lives. Thank you for mm -hmm. equipping them. Thank you for blessing them. Thank you, Lord God, for bringing them up out of those valleys. Thank you, Lord God, for bringing down those mountains. Thank you for making the crooked places straight again. Thank That's you for right. making the rough places smooth again. Oh, mm -hmm. God, we give you glory. Oh, God, we give you honor and we give you the praise that's due unto you. In the strong, matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God. Thank God and thank God and amen and amen. Amen. Re remember to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing to the podcast will automatically ensure you that each time a new episode is aired, it will be waiting for you in your inbox. You don't want to miss this episode with Miss Tika that will be airing next week. Listen to the podcast on the following robust, rich platforms, Spotify, Reason FM, Amazon Music Podcasts, Google Podcasts, RSS Feed, and Wix.com. Thank you for joining us today. Happy holidays. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>